This week on the BAMCast. I can't help it. My family abandoned me as a child. I was raised by waitresses. One star. We're in. All right, welcome to the BAMCast. Hey! Hey, BAMCast! Episode 572. Nice. Goodness gracious. Train keeps on rolling. a lot of episodes. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMCast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it. Then they get rings. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. However, there are bad bad movies in the stay away. They get negative sliding scale. One to five bags and giant bags of trash. Boo. Junk. Boo. Get them out of here. So, today marks several things. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's a continuation. It's an end. It's a middle. It's everything. Uh, we were recording on the Ides of March. I know this won't actually come mm. out until St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So Maybe. We'll uh, see. May, may the luck of the Irish be with you and the force, too. Um, but, yes, we are also celebrating our 14th uh, anniversary of the BAMFCast. Sort of ish. Fourteen uh, years, as been, close as we can be. It would have been March 11th. Yeah, it would have been last week if we hadn't taken it off. But yeah, and fourteen years. More to the point of tonight's episode, we mark the end of the Andy Sedaris catalog with Return to Savage Beach. Yep. Yeah the the, the final movie he directed. Mm-hmm. Final of the series. Thankfully, his son, who kind of sucked at it, did not try to continue. But yeah, here we are. It's uh, Return to Savage Beach, nineteen ninety eight. Um, yeah, really the the end of an era in so many ways. Because like this is the point also where it's like DVDs were out. It's like people don't need Cinemax anymore, which is kind of like he was making Skinemax movies basically, except way more fun with right. explosions. Yeah, it's like the world of filmmaking had already changed around him by the time that this came out. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like back in the day when there was just HBO, Cinemax, and Showtime vying for your movie-paying dollar, I feel like they at one point in time sort of tried to brand themselves. Like HBO's like we've got the funny stuff, and Cinemax was like we've got the sexy stuff, and Showtime's like we've got the action movies. Mm-hmm. Am, am I wrong about that? Like I, I don't feel think like you're entirely wrong. I, I I feel like they all just kind of like sort of like went in their little corners, and they you know of course dabbled around other things, but mm-hmm. I, I felt like for a brief time they were like trying to like oh we can corner this market you know but i don't know i'm just saying like maybe he was like making things for showtime <laughs> for like you know yeah. action-based you know titty movies i don't know yeah um, but man uh, pretty much everyone that was in the last movie comes back trying to even keep track of who was good or bad or whatever in all of these movies it doesn't work anymore no too many people have returned and been different characters and yeah because julie strange started out as a bad guy not uh... anymore now she's the head of the lethal force. Yeah, I guess. Which, which they actually name what the acronym means. And did they actually say it in this movie? They do. Okay, I fucking missed it. Oh. There, it it's it right was probably beginning. one of the points where someone appears on screen immediately naked. I think it's law enforcement through hot ass ladies. I think it's what it is. Like really? No, I don't know. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I wish I had written it down, but I didn't. And now I don't care anymore because the series is over. But yeah, they tried to use that whole lethal branding and it just, no. These are Sedaris movies through and through. But yeah, you got you got uh, Julie Strain, uh, Julie Smith, Shea Marks, Rodrigo Obregon, mm-hmm. who's been in like six of these things. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, Marcus Bagwell, 
the warrior returns. Hell yeah. Uh, Buff getting getting a, a huge, huge retcon on his part in this one. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, jumping ahead to it, they bring him back and they're just like, Hey man, we threw you in jail. And he's like, yes, but not for what you think. Right. <laughs> I was in jail for stealing, not yeah. murder. And yeah, I got not out. murdering that guy because they're like, they're like, well, you murdered a guy. Like he's he like, was, oh, he's like, oh, oh well. turns out he was actually a serial killer that was wanted in the state of Texas. He murdered like 14 <laughs> people. And so I got a, I got a commendation when I murdered him. So the dude he murdered was actually a serial killer. Right. Just. He just, I guess a serial killer had gotten a job at the lethal agency, posed as one of their agents, but was also being a serial killer on the side. Yes. Okay. I, I wonder if the actor who played that dude who got his neck broke in the ring is just like, hey, what the shit? <laughs> I was a good guy who got killed in the line of duty. Now I'm a serial killer? I thought they were probably watching. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what what those people's lives are. I don't know. Let's get to this too. Uh, BJ and I have already discussed this, uh-huh. but it had to be awesome knowing Andy Sedaris in the late '80s and '90s. Absolutely, because it would basically be like, "Hey, man, we're making another one of those movies with all these Playboy models. You want to like do something with it? You know, you want to be on set? You know, hang out?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do literally anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll have this wrestler break your neck or something. It'll be cool." And you know, okay, so the 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 thing that spurred me to make this comment was not the gratuitous amounts of of breasts, mm-hmm. which is nice. It'd it be helps. A, it'd be a bonus. Right? It helps. I wouldn't mind it. It was the boats and the water and all of the like fun toys they were getting mm-hmm. to play li- play with. Like, I don't know whose house it was that was the the main house, but we assume it was Andy Sedaris's. All the locales and all of the equipment and like. You you know Andy Sedaris is probably paying okay, right? He's not paying you a lot of money, but he's paying okay. You'll get paid. You'll probably you'll get fed fun. pretty well. And you'll have fun. You'll be yeah. in Hawaii or, I mean, the worst place you can be is Dallas or, Shre- uh, or Shreveport. Shreveport. Yeah. You may have to go to Shreveport. You might have to go to Shreveport. But you're going to have fun. If you go. If you get to go to Shreveport for Andy Sedaris, yeah. you're blowing up a Mercedes. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's going to be your day is mm-hmm. you're going to do dirt bikes and blowing up a Mercedes. So that's not bad. Maybe airboats. Maybe even an airboat. Yeah, and and that's all you you, you spend a week in Shreveport blowing some shit up. Just yeah, bring some you, mosquito repellent. I think you, I'd, I'd rather hang out in Shreveport way. with Burt Reynolds and Dub Deloise, though. I'm just saying. Fair um, point. But you're not going to get that option if you're on Andy Sedaris's radar. Well, no, I'm just saying, in, uh, like a mythical, like if I could go to some place at a sure. time and sure. hang out on a movie set. Yeah. Speaking of Burt Reynolds, we'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> a little later. But yeah, this one. Uh, what are they doing? I don't think they even know for like the first 20 minutes of this movie. No, they're appearing on screen with their tops off. That's what they're doing. Yeah. This for is, 20 minutes. Sometimes the like press a... enter the frame before the rest of the person does. <laughs> yeah. This is a late Sedaris thing that I am not on board with in any way. And it just, it makes me angry mm-hmm. because it's just, it's bad filmmaking. I mean, okay. Nudity. Love it. If Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Everyone should do it. But... Uh, the thing about these is, all right, it, these are all Playboy models. Yes, we know. Like, they are, they've basically gotten famous for taking their clothes off. Fine. That's why you're in the movie. That's, that's like, when you sign up for a Sedaris movie, you're not like, oh, you mean I have to take my clothes off? It's Except like, no, for if like, you're that one, that one girl that never speaks. Yeah. But... I think you don't get a speaking part if you don't take your top off. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it's a different world. Let, let's, let's keep that in mind. But Fair enough. everyone in these movies knows why they're in these movies. And the thing about the nudity in them is it's like, 
there's no patience whatsoever. There's no buildup. It's like literally scene start with the chick walking into the room naked and then getting dressed, which makes no sense whatsoever. I'm sorry, but the sexy part is watching a woman take her clothes off. <laughs> like it's a primal basic thing that. I mean, I don't know, primal, but yeah, I mean, primal no, being I mean, no clothes at all. But <laughs> yes, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it's I, a I deeply ingrained thing where it's like, brain. sure, sure. Yeah. Like, the end of a date, that is going to be like, oh, okay, this is the best thing that's ever happened to yeah, me. Yeah. You know, whenever it happens, it's always the best thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> like, this movie is just like, nah, here they are. All right, now she's going to put on some weird outfit and then go check her email. You know, and it's like, this is so weird. They're like, what are you doing? And it doesn't even feel like it's like, oh, we're contractually obligated to show boobs in this. Because, like, there are sex scenes later, which are taken from a different movie. But I don't know. It's, it's just it's because it happens to, I believe, every woman in this movie. Correct. Is just introduced about, yeah. being nude and then putting clothes on. I think so. Yeah. I mean, of, of the ones that get nude at all. Yes. It's just it's weird. And it's just like, I don't even understand, like, why even handle it that way? Actually, Julie Strain might be the one exception, only, but we we don't feel that way because we watch the intro video <laughs> where she walks on screen uh, and is immediately just like, yeah, here the intro press. on the DVD is julie strain being julie like at maximum julie strain mm -hmm. really is, is all of those intros for all of those movies that maximum she strain shows that's up what, is yeah it's my julie strain documentary yeah. <laughs> maximum strainage yeah yeah uh, I, I think i mean if, if we're talking uh objectively or <laughs> i don't know if that's the right word yeah. uh, of of the people um I, the other thing that should be said i mean not not that uh Sedaris movies have ever had a history with uh um factory parts um <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, this, this take, I mean, at this, at this stage, we're in like levels of like, oh, come on. Like, there are two things. We are in miracles of modern silicone, like mm -hmm. the height of 90s silicone possibility. Mm -hmm. And also, incredible plastic surgeon. And this is the result. <laughs> well, like, the thing is, you can't, like, you can tell, but you can't tell from any scarring yeah, or, or anything or early large <laughs> right. press i mean yeah, there's I, not cg covering up the well you, i mean right. not like henry cavill's mustache in that even movie. in early sedaris right. movies you can watch the people who got you know uh digitally altered early on and, yeah. and i mean there were like unnatural stretch marks and things like that that would happen because it wasn't done correctly mm -hmm. you know right. just like the skin was trying to be like oh what have you just put in me yeah. um but like yeah. those I mean, surgeons are fucking yeah. wizards there, there is when we had perfected the, te there, the technology there was one lady in this just before I, we all turned on it forgive right. me that i don't know who anyone's name is i'm not a playboy fan of any time but i mean like uh there's just there's one lady the the one lady who would probably be extremely attractive if she wasn't the live tyler one yeah the one who was like Shay Marks. Okay, I'm just saying, like, she, Tiger. Would, she would probably be, like, very, very, very attractive lady. I don't know what other work she's had. And, I mean, besides, you know, obviously modifications. But, I mean, mm -hmm. like, she was to the point that I was like, did they even make silicone bags that large? Or did they just have to cram several of them in there? Because, I mean, you know, you've seen these, like, you know, what fake breasts look like outside the, the breasts. And I was mm -hmm. like... I have never like this was just insane. I mean, this was like someone, they were someone put Anna Nicole Smith's breasts on Kathy Ireland's body. I mean, it basically is what happened. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah. Anyway, they look painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look like it would actually hurt and to have them. Everyone except for unnamed Asian woman with no speaking part is just overflowing. 
even Ava, the sexologist, who is who has returned, right, to run uh, the KSXY, but network. also K-Sexy. the dudes be overflowing because yeah, every dude in buff. this movie is buffed the fuck out, except for Rodrigo Obregón, yeah, and Kevin Eastman, who is also oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. engineer, yeah. <laughs> Joey Strain's husband. He almost doesn't count because he's like he's in two scenes, and also he's I don't know, he's got one line, and it's yeah, he's kind of just a funny looking guy. <laughs> To be there to be a funny looking guy. Yeah. There, there's always the sidekick guy who just like, yeah. I guess he's the one who has to clean the hot tub. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's, I guess that's uh, his job there. It's like the, it's like the Forrest Gump sequel. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all the dudes are super fucking jacked. I mean, yeah. this is not new, but they are all shirtless in almost every scene. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's, has that happened? Have yeah. they ever been that shirtless? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Usually they're wearing, like, vests that aren't buttoned and that, that sort of they shit. They are very well-toned and tanned dudes, and they're pretty much oiled up in every scene. But not, yeah. like, in, like, the glistening wrestler way, just in that, like, look pretty for the camera way. But, yeah, I mean, right. yeah. to say in wrestling... In that way that they're probably always flexing whenever sure. the camera yeah. is rolling. The, the one dude does look like John Cena's little brother, kind of. The, yeah. The one guy with the kind of ponytail that's always tucked mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And then you have actual wrestler Marcus Buff Bagwell. Um... And that dude is, well, he's been jacked for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't get a nickname like Buff if you're not jacked, right? Unless it's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is why they call me Old Big Dick. Um, but Buff is—that's just because you're the nicest guy I've ever met. Thanks. He is so fucking roid huge. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's about to come out of his skin. It's great. Yeah. I mean, except for all the damage it did to his body and brain, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, aside from that. Other than that, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. great because he's a cartoon character. Yeah. And all the true. roids and the CTEs. Other than yeah. that, it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, the plot. Um, there is one, theoretically. At some point. So, yeah. I had to. Be, I didn't remember that Savage Beach was the one where they end up on the island where there's gold that was stolen during World War II, and mm-hmm. there is the World War II... Uh, Japanese soldier who's been yeah. marooned there with old that old makeup. chestnut. Yeah. So uh, as soon as like that plot point came up, I went, "Oh, okay, it's a sequel to that one." Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but this yeah, is the only one that really feels like a direct sequel of any kind because I feel like the other ones are like, "Oh yeah, they were in part of our thing," but they, you know, it's almost like Bond films where it's just kind of like, "Yeah," but this one they like specifically tell the story of that one midway through the movie, right? Well, and, and, and show they- footage from it using the you know the actresses and everything else. Yeah, they dropped the Abilene thing. That was a running. There was yeah. the Abilene family that couldn't. That always had large guns and couldn't shoot for yeah, the right. first several movies. But mm-hmm. I mean, the one guy does. I think it's the John Cena brother pulls out a fairly large gun. I was like, oh, is he an Abilene? <laughs> but I think he actually hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he also gets his gun knocked out of his hand. He does a lot. Yeah. yeah. Almost every time. Yeah. yeah. For the world's best secret agents, they're pretty terrible at but their jobs. The basic plot is uh, Rodrigo Obregon. Um, did not die at the end of the movie. He got blown up, but only he got a Phantom of the Opera mask on one half mm-hmm. of his face because he kind of got two-faced a little. And now it would seem that he's trying to go back and get the gold, but he doesn't know the exact location of Savage Beach because it was a lost island and there's only two discs that have it, so they have to steal it from the lethal people. Mm-hmm. So I guess they set up a supposed terrorists who are buying guns from a tiny little plane in texas mm-hmm. and they send some agents out which diverts everybody away from lethal headquarters enough for a lady to break in put, pretending to be roller girl pizza uh, yeah since it's ni- 1998 you yeah. know that he watched boogie nights and was like we gotta do that 
yeah, this, this has to happen. Yeah, so it's a blonde lady, uh, you know, a statuesque Playboy blonde lady in roller blades and uh, in a pizza, weird pizza outfit. Yeah. I mean, all, like an all leather. Carrie Westcott. This is the first time we've seen her in any of these movies. Yeah. This uh, is not a a pizza outfit in any any. I, no. I still don't any fashion. Uh, apparently, this is one of Julie Strain's outfits. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, I, I don't really Red, understand shiny. her character because, like, sometimes yeah. in the movie she speaks with a I speak with a Russian accent now, kind of, and her she this. Does. I think it's supposed to be Swedish, actually. But this yeah. costume is like it's all red, and and like her not. I mean, she's wearing cufflinks for a thing that doesn't even have sleeves um, she's wearing cuffs yeah yeah she has french cuffs but with no no right. sleeve and, but they have like the red star on them and stuff and this is like all red leather i mean it could just be that's red, just part of the, red the lightning hot sure. pizza outfit but yeah. anyway it, it, skipping way ahead it turns out she works for um interpol. interpol and then she says that she's tasked from in m1 which is all i know is a road in england a motorway i don't know anybody's I, you know, secret police that are yeah. called M1, but yeah. Then she just has accents from all over the place, from Europe, mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, uh, so it's all about getting these discs, trying to, to beat people to the island, and then it turns into one big crazy Scooby-Doo ending at the end, because that's really the yeah. only way to describe this movie. Um, yeah, I, I mean, mean, to, to yeah. get into the... They all end up together because of this heist, which has one disc has the location of, of part of the island, and I guess they have to triangulate it with I think they the information had, on the other disc. I think disc. they just had two copies of the discs. I don't know what that meant. Like, I yeah, really they don't. had to get them later. Because he says, oh, I'm like, I'm going to go get the other one, and I think it was more just like, oh, well, then they if we have both discs, they will know where it is. Haha, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. I thought he was going to get the other one so that they wouldn't have it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. But there's a lot but of the thing is she is presented talking. as as the bad guy throughout the movie mm-hmm. because she keeps reporting back to Rodrigo Obregon and going, "Okay, I've got this, and now we can find the location of the island." And yeah, we can tango that. tango fuck now. Eventually, uh, there's a lot of shootouts. There's a lot of like, okay, the Cobra and Doc, which is uh, Julie Smith and the other John Cena's younger brother guy mm-hmm. fly out to Dallas to meet up with them and deliver whatever is in a package that they have. And immediately guys in dirt bikes just ride up to where they've landed their plane and just swipe the bag from her. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, Oh, huh? And so they have to do a whole chase with dirt bikes and uh, ATVs, which is pretty silly until uh, they it, it, have very to ditch pointless. the bikes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very pointless that it even starts on bikes, because, I mean, they really could have just, like, come running by and saved the vehicle costs, because they, they really don't do anything on the bikes. They just ride for a little while and then ditch them. So. Yeah, well, the guy actually drops the bag while he's trying to ride the bike. Sure. It's stupid, but... Yeah. He gets he gets shot and then blown up while on the bike and it's a good dummy explosion. It's very good. Yeah. As as the uh, as the bike gets blown up and uh, Cobra does a callback to a lot of our previous Sedaris movies because she's got a little RC car that not only is she going to drive it over to blow it up as we all know is going to happen, mm-hmm. but she ramps it off of the. Uh, there's a trailer. Yeah, there's a trailer behind this old Mercedes. That they have filled with gas for whatever reason. They were yeah. going to blow it up at some point. Well, they 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 had uh, refilled their bikes and then put the leftover gas in the trunk along with whatever gas was in the car to power oh, the car. Right, right. And so, really, yeah. If that you're watching, if you're doing? if you're watching the live stream, that that's what I chose is the the aftermath of this is the picture on the corner. Yeah, but she just ramps this this little RV car into the into the uh, into the trunk with the gas tanks mm-hmm. and blows it up as the guy goes 
Could have easily just driven it underneath. It would have had the same effect. Of, but uh, it, it, it would have been a sweet jump. Same effect, yes, however. Yeah, you don't get any style points. That's, right. that's yeah. true. And, I mean, what is a Sedaris movie if not all style points, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also, uh, they blow up a boat. That's that's the original terrorist uh, plot that they thwart. That is the distraction. Yeah, they actually stole the lethal team's boat, which was the Vindicator. It's just a little speedboat, basically. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they had stolen that. And one guy gets back to the boat, and she launches a missile into it. And Yeah, uses her little crossbow, her explosive crossbow. Because as she says, everything she touches explodes. Ha ha. That's what we call an innuendo. Oh, jizz. Yeah. I didn't get it before she, just yeah, now. Okay. I, yeah, all right. Yeah, she's talking about ejaculating. All right. Yeah. I wonder. It, Whew, right. In thinking, it went right over my head. Honestly, like the, vindic- you know I mean. the Vindicator was in pretty good shape. I know. I know. The Vindicator I, I wonder if he really got nice. like insurance money for blowing that up or something. And that's why he had to stop making movies. Well, it actually said it was borrowed. <laughs> so, I mean, it was in the credits. Borrowed it and then blew yeah, it up? Yeah, it said it was like a Vindicator boat provided by somebody. So, yeah, Man. it must have been like a fucked up chassis or something. Or like they I don't knew. Know, because, I mean, it was in good shape. It did look like I was it was a little a, angry that they blew up the Vindicator. Maybe they had like a like a fiberglass shell that was bad, and that's what they blew uh, up. You okay. know, yeah. It, maybe it's it, like it, the boat company that makes the bodies. They're like, hey, we got a yeah, yeah. One didn't come they, out of the mold right. May have found an old wreck that was the same shape and just painted Vindicator. On yeah. The side. Mm. yeah, maybe. I man, but the Vindicator right was a nice. Boat. I know. I was, I was ready. I was ready with hashtag yeah. Justice for Vindicator. I was like, <laughs> no, I mean, that Vindicator need we need to clear this up. I think there's a better one there, but. We'll, we'll workshop it. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they so they have at least returned to all right. Drive a thing around and then blow it up. There's also a lot of ninjas. There are eight, nine I, ninjas. I thought they only had three. Ninjas. I thought they had the purple, the yellow, and the red belted ones. Well, they had like the kabuki ninjas. Oh, that's in true. The I forgot about them. Yeah. Which is where uh, when uh, that yeah. actually might have been the same three ninjas though. They might have mountain. Some you know, Burger Mountain or Knuckled Up or whatever else yeah. the three ninjas do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, um, but 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 that's how Buff is introduced to Foo, which gets us our uh, intro line for the episode. Yes, yes, Gerald Akamura is back. But yeah, they, I, um, what's your face? The Interpol lady comes in at the end, and she's she's basically like watching the Kabuki ninjas fight everybody, and then just blow darts the last of them. Mm-hmm. They kidnap. Uh, yeah, that's when they're ninjas later on because they they've figured oh, out where the okay. island is, and the two girls have gone to the island to, I guess, look for the gold. And then that's when she goes, and they know that one of uh, not the not a Abilene guy has has the discs, so they take the discs and they kidnap him. And they fight ninjas for a little bit until she blow darts him, and then the other ninjas just knock the dude out. Yeah, there, but I'm just realizing there's a lot of plot in this that just sort of shows up, and I don't remember it being introduced until like the time of it need, being needed. Because I don't remember any yeah. backstory about the medallion and the book. I mean, I remember them saying we need some. Oh sort yeah, of there was. There was yeah, yeah, there was plenty of. Was there? There was quote unquote plenty of backstory for the book okay. and the medallion. He, right. he there's a whole scene where he's Is talking he? about it, and he pulls it out of his shirt, and he's like. Uh, my father gave this to me, and I never take it off. Yeah. All right, yeah, I don't. I, I guess I just don't remember that. I just feel like the like at the end they're like the you were blinded by breasts. Maybe yes. Yeah, it's easy to gloss over it's, a lot of these. It's things. one of those scenes that's early on in between the uh, onslaught of bosoms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Either way, they've they've gone to the island. Uh, what happens? He gets kidnapped. So then Julie Strain and the uh, the other they, the John Cena's Jonathan, younger yeah. brother yeah. decide. All right. We're just going to take a catamaran to the island. And keep in mind, this island took 12 hours by small plane. 
She does say we'll meet up with you in a few days. Yeah. So she's at least expecting that it'll take a while. Yeah. I don't know how they kind of skip that and it takes 49 I feel like seconds. there was another team of people that just get explained away by they, they got caught by a storm. And I don't even remember who that was. Oh, that was the flashback to Donna and them from yep. the previous no, movie. No, 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 no. Like, cause like I thought they were like, we're both going to go by plane or something like that. And then we're going to go take a boat. And like, they just explained the second team away, like off screen. I don't remember. The third team is staying at home in Hawaii. Huh. And okay. it's, um, Buff Bagwell. Foo. KSXY. Yeah. Foo. And, um, Harry the Cat. Yeah. They all stay behind to, uh, keep tabs with the satellite. Oh, by the way, they launched a satellite on the fucking space shuttle. Oh, that's right. In 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, they're watching this scene, and I fully expect that the, that the gimmick of this movie, they're watching the television while this thing is launching. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, are they going to do this? I fully expected them to go <laughs> full tacky and show no. footage of the Challenger exploding. No. And that was going to be the kickoff nope. to the movie. Thank God they didn't. But anyway, they're watching the satellite and communicating with everybody so that they can kind of keep track. Mm -hmm. Ava. Ava is the woman uh, that's... The K-sexy one. The K-S-X-Y lady. Yeah, so they they go to the island. The the ladies find the treasure. They find it. And they they dig for about three seconds ago. Digging's hard. Let's go swim topless instead. So they go swim topless for like... Well, no, they go minutes. swim with their tops on, and then they take their tops off once they get in the water. Yeah. These are important details that and the then, fans demand, Mackie. And then the one girl with size G breasts and a chiropractor on speed dial has to carry the, the t- her top around in her hand as she's swimming around. Of course, you don't want to lose it. she take it off it. Oh, yes. But I, think, you... I, think, I think they're actually size Q breasts because she's going to be like Quasimodo when she gets yeah, older. She... That girl's going to have problems. Yeah. I feel bad for her. Well, she does. It's 25 years later. Hmm. But anyway, yeah. Uh, and then, oh, look, everyone has shown up on the island because uh, our good guys have gotten there. But also uh, the bad guys with uh, the the other blonde chick, the roller girl, who has also kidnapped the guy who is not in Abilene. They have gone there on a sub because their sub can't be tracked by the satellite. Is that why or was that just That is why. I know they mentioned it, but... That is why. Because they had a man on the inside who was informing them of things. That's right. They did have a man on the inside. Yes. So everyone gets there at once. But they get get back. They get to the island, and they're like, Hey, we found the treasure. Your job to dig it up, John Cena's younger brother. And he's like, All right. And they go back there, and that fucker's buried an inch underground. (laughs) An inch. Like, Like, it... (laughs) <laughs> they barely even brushed dirt on top of it. I mean, it's you're like, already on a secret like you, island. You gave up digging. Like, it was too hard to dig this thing up. And it was literally an inch underground. Of all the least realistic things in this movie, including the breasts, that is the most unrealistic thing to me. Fair and enough. It, and it angers me. Okay. I'll allow it. But yes, as they dig up the treasure, that's when they are accosted by ninjas and Roller Girl. But uh, the not an Abilene brother snaps a twig so that it will alert everyone that they're there. This starts a shootout in which he gets shot in the chest. Uh, no, not not him. Or no, it is him. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, he gets shot in the chest. Well, because the ninjas start ninjing, and then they're like, "This isn't working out too well for us. Let's use our guns." <laughs> yes. So we have ninjas with handguns. 
I mean, Which more ninjas. Should be, that should be the deadliest force on Earth. Ninjas with handguns. It depends. There were probably, I, I think there may have been slightly too many ninjas. Yes. And these are also white ninjas, so. Winjas. Bad ninjas. But yes, they, they start to shoot out and he gets shot in the chest. Like, oh, shit. Dead. How, however, Roller Girl starts helping him. We're like, oh, what's happening here? This is a twist. Not really. But it is. It is a twist. We, For a Sedaris movie, this is a twist. Okay. But we do get two ninjas get blown the fuck up, and we get some ninja dummies flopping around in the flames. Yeah, one of them finally takes one of the explosive crossbow bolts directly to the chest yeah. instead of, like, hitting something that they were on or near. Yeah. And you get the beep beep as, like, that's one thing about movies that I will never, ever get sick of is somebody shooting at a dude. And you get the thunk sound cut to the guy holding the the arrow in his chest going, oh, oh no. Yeah. Always great. Always satisfying when the guy looks down and has it, it is gripping the arrow yeah. in his chest. This one was even better because it was a um, spear gun. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was a spear gun. Yeah. So she harpooned that fucker. She did. And then blew him up. Yes. I, uh, I approve. On a similar vein or a similar topic, one thing that I will never get tired of in movies is the beeping explosive. Yes. You know, when it's just going beep, 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 and they when, have to look at it and you, go, oh, fuck. <laughs> when, you have to, when the guy has to react to his imminent death. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. How long should I set the timer? Uh, long enough for them to go, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2.7 seconds. Got it. Yeah. He doesn't even get last words. He gets last word. Right. Even which, is, could, which is inevitably, fuck. Yeah, even better if it get the, oh, Let's, I don't even want the shit. Uh, <laughs> or fuck. I just want. <laughs> yep. Oh, always a classic. Also a classic. RC tanks that blow up underneath, and the ninja just looking at it, going, "What is that?" Kaboom! I I, w- I will admit, I was mildly sad that they used an RC tank and it didn't actually shoot. It just exploded like the RC car. I just mean when you switch from a standard car that's just an mm-hmm. RCXD from yeah. Call of Duty, See, then. If it was us, it would have shot a pellet at his dick. Mm-hmm. He would have hunched over, <laughs> and then it would have blown him up. Yeah, and then catapulted him. Fucking <laughs> bank that one. We're doing that. That's the way you do that. Scene. BMF the movie will yeah. have that. <laughs> we'll have pellet, our RC pellet tank to the nuts, yes. followed by explosive ticket to Burning Man. I'm all about it. But yeah, so she's blown up all over her RC uh, stuff. And uh, that's when they're like, hey, why are you helping that guy who's not an Abilene who is not dead because the bullet hit his little medallion? And that's when she's like, oh, I am the, I am the Interpol agent. I will help you. Yeah, her ninth accent of yeah. the movie. And they're like, all right, cool. You're a good person now. Let's go check out the treasure. And so they open the lid and immediately it's like, this is a bomb. <laughs> You are about to die. You have one minute and 30 seconds to put not an Abilene's medallion on here to deactivate it. And then it just starts nagging them for 90 seconds. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. This is probably the best, like, the best non-cancer snake gag <laughs> yeah. in a Sedaris movie. Because this thing does not stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps, like, it updates you at how many seconds there are left in yeah. the middle of the nagging. And it's also like, you have not put the medallion on the sensor. What are you doing? You will. You are yeah. going to die if you don't. Yeah, and this, this begins our climax of the movie is basically them trying to pry the bullet and file down 
the bullet hole or you know indentation out of the medallion so it will fit in this with so a Swiss Army flat, knife. Basically, <laughs> so yeah. that she's just sitting there with a little Swiss Army knife going, "Does it work now? No, file it some more." And then just, I mean, it, the funny thing is, like, none of them are really acting like they're about to be blown up. They're all just like, one oh, of them no, is actually. I on. swear to God, one of them's laughing. Yeah, one of them's like, "This is so stupid. This is great." Yeah, which is again why it would be fun to work on a Sedaris movie. Yeah. But at four Absolutely. seconds, they file a medallion enough to fit in there and yeah. stop it, and they have to play act that they're removing the very heavy, not quite solid gold Buddha because it's also filled with diamonds. Um, yeah, that's a that was a new <laughs> thing that was introduced last <laughs> minute. Yeah, sure, I, why not? I mean, it's just it's a it's a it's a novelty Buddha statue you'd buy at any junk store. It's just it's supposed to be solid gold, but then it's not solid because it's actually filled with diamonds. Maybe <laughs> um, right. But, that was yeah. confusing, but sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Compared to the end, the rest of the end. Of the uh, movie, yeah. I was going to say, fine. then the, then the rest of the craziness begins because. Yeah. Cause we're like, Hey, the movie's over. Cool. Cause she, there, there's another sex scene. They just, whatever. Yeah. We don't care. But it, cause it's a fantasy sex scene that it doesn't even happen. But anyway, right. they get back and we're like, Oh, cool. Now they're just going to go to the hot tub and celebrate. Right. Yeah, except you never actually caught Rodrigo Obregon in all this. So they're at his marina, and they yep. surprise his guard. And then they're at his boat, and they're like, where is he? He's in Suite 46 or whatever in the building nearby. Should have been Suite 69, goddammit, <laughs> Andy. Yep. But uh, then they're loading up the a tote bag with the Golden Buddha and everything for the rollerblade girl, who's not wearing rollerblades anymore at this point. But um, they're like, all right, you have 10 minutes. And I guess her she's going up there to try to bust him her way or something i don't know but like that she's still undercover maybe yeah (laughs) i yeah but she gets up there and tries to take his mask off and gasps when she pulls it away and that's when he's able to knock her out Mm -hmm. hide her in a corner put tape on her mouth and then sit down while the rest of them come up and go hey you're a bad guy. We're going to arrest you. And he goes, why don't you sit down and listen to my story? Let me tell you the story of my situation. <laughs> this is when he fucking Colonel Sanders in the Matrix is this movie and just fucking talks for like 25 straight minutes. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, ergo, the situation we now find ourselves in. It's He just keeps telling this fucking story. It's a hell of a monologue. I didn't know Andy Sedaris could write this much. Yeah. Like, it's like he wanted to have a scene where somebody monologues and then he's like, how about if we just make up for all the other movies where we didn't have that happen and just have this guy cover all of it? Yeah. I mean, intercut with scenes from the first Savage Beach where we, I mean, and also bonus scenes that may not have been there, but like, yeah. you know, loading up the boat to take it and storms mm-hmm. and, you know, here's the guy that we yeah. see. And yeah. Meanwhile, one of them has lifted his fingerprint off of the champagne glass and is it's going. Shay. And, it's our girl Shay. Yeah. Shay mm-hmm. goes back downstairs to you know goes back down to the boat and apparently faxes over the yes. the thumbprint so that they can analyze it. we still faxed a lot yeah. of stuff yeah i just i cannot stress enough this guy talks I, it, it's probably like like in real time like if you go back and rewind it, it's probably like maybe 10 minutes but it feels like a fucking half oh, hour I mean, he talked long enough for her to like lift the print Go downstairs, fax it over a 9600 baud mo- uh, fax machine right. for people to run the prints, come back and then refax it back over to her, print it all out. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then come back upstairs and, and basically, you know, it all comes down to like they basically go to remove his mask and he's totally fine because he doesn't have the scars from yeah, when he got blown up. Because he's not him. It turns out he's actually his son. And, or his nephew. I don't nephew, know. Nephew. I think. 
assume character like, never seen before. Yeah, and literally Scooby Doo ending because they Mission Impossible mask off his face and it's a different guy, and they come up and confirm it with the fingerprint. And, yeah, and I don't know. And then he yeah. like, supposedly killed his uncle. Yeah, because and... he's told the whole story of how he was on the island, and yeah. they thought you thought well, you blew me up, but I I survived, and then I eventually was able to heal my wounds enough yeah, to start up the spit, plane yeah. and leave the island, and then do a dozen plastic surgeries to fix everything since mm-hmm. then, and just on and on and on and on. Yeah, then they're like, oh, okay, so that was all bullshit because you're not even that guy. Or like, is it? Yeah, and it's like no, yep, it's not. Okay. It's, it's the son. They literally pulled his face off, and yeah. the, or the nephew. Whatever. Well, I mean, the yeah. the story might not be sure. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe yes. Maybe the actual. Because all right, so like, like then it's the story of like, well, I was trying to make amends for all the things I done, and I was going to get the gold back because yeah. the Philippine government people in charge were basically like corrupt, and they want me to hold on to the gold until I don't know. Like yeah. until they die, and they can until... give it to their heirs or something like that, and then it won't until be the, the government's. Corrupt politicians yeah. die off. It won't be the people's yeah. money. It'll be the gov- the politicians' money, and he was going to help with that, but actually he was going to return the money to the people, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, and blah, the blah, Interpol blah. agent was bad. She was going to try and steal all of it. And the thing is, like, again, bad filmmaking. As an audience, we already know all that is bullshit. Like, we don't right. need any of that because we've seen him carefully hide her body and do all this stuff. So it's like, you don't need to tell a 20-minute story that doesn't matter. I mean, it's yeah. like, did you watch – I guess you watched Usual Suspects and thought that's what you were going to do? Is like, okay, let's pull that off in the last 10 minutes of our uh, of our Skinamax movie? I don't know. Yeah. It, but uh, they, It's frustrating. Know, I guess they arrest him or whatever. Did they kill him? I don't remember. No, they just no, arrest they, him. No, they arrest just him. arrest him and, hey, now we're in the same room celebrating. In different clothes, in in yeah. in champagne outfits. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an excellent excellent way to describe it. Evening yeah. wear. Yeah, and then who should show up to be uh, the their main benefactor? Could it be Rodrigo Obregon? Uh, I think it is. Oh man, yeah. I'm like, so good oh, at this. I have a story to tell you. My nephew did not kill me. Actually, I was wearing a bulletproof vest and he made of Teflon. Made of Teflon, which is not <laughs> what you make bulletproof vests out of. <laughs> But now, also, it wouldn't help. Like, I mean, people say things about bulletproof vests and Teflon, but it's the bullets being coated with Teflon that allows them to go through the bulletproof vest. Yeah. If you put Teflon in your bulletproof vest, it would just you have help rendered them. it worthless. Well, I'm just saying it would help if anything else. It would just right. give it less it resistance. Would, it would help the bullet go yes. through you. Yeah. But it, I mean, he at least does say that it broke a bunch of his ribs and like exploded his spleen or something. Yeah. Right? That's but he thing. lived. He does have a little scar now. Like, it's not much, but it's like yeah. he has somewhat of a scar, but he's yeah. not trying to wear the Phantom Mask anymore. Yeah. But, of course, now. Because, if he ever did. Yeah. True. But he introduces himself to Roller Girl and is just like, I feel like we have known each other <laughs> I, in another I know life. we've not met in any way, shape, or form in any conceivable way, but uh, we should totally hook up because mm-hmm. you and my nephew did. Yep. And she's cool with it. It's like yeah. it's like when your dog dies, just get another dog that looks like that dog, and you replace the dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about that same dog? But she wasn't even, except it's a guy. But she wasn't even like romantically interested in him no. at any point. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. I'm ready to rate it. <laughs> yep. This is fucking me too. Stupid. It is. Well, I mean, okay. So before we do ratings, it oh, should be noted that after this magnificently oh, no. oh, yeah. convoluted Scooby Doo ending. Uh, we immediately go into the credits, which kind of the first line points out the convoluted Scooby-Doo ending. It's like, yep. is this really the ending? It, I mean, a long way to say it. This gets a Stargrove. Yeah, I've and hit probably, my face. 
This is probably like the most Stargrove Stargrove song we've actually maybe ever had. I mean, well, even maybe more than Stargrove. No, 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 it's not more Stargrovey than I, than Stargrove. It's but close though. We but filled yes. in all the lines that he's actually <laughs> flying through the. Day. I'm saying like this is literally like he's got <laughs> a face, but it's covered with a mask, and they need the gold, but it's on a beach. Return to Savage Beach. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the James Bondiest ripoff theme song yeah. that you've ever heard in your entire life. Yeah, it's surely trebly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gilda was the lady's first name. Oh, sorry, yeah. song. They're Respect like, Gilda. <laughs> they're like, has anyone met Shirley Bassey? She's like, she signed a poster of mine one time. All right, Gilda, you're singing her song. <laughs> Get up there, belt it out, belt out. Return to Savage Beach. Gilda. If there are any Gildas in our listening audience, please there write in. zero Gildas. <laughs> zero. Look, there's like three women. One of them might be a Gilda. Unless someone you was... just set the odds so astronomically far. I, okay, actually, you know what? I, I will take this challenge, because unless <laughs> unless you were like named after your favorite aunt or something like that, there is nobody probably under the age of 60 or 70 at the minimum that is named Gilda. Maybe somebody got named after their favorite after their I, parents' I, favorite comedian. Yeah. Possibly. Sure. Maybe. Anyway, if your name's Gilda, write into the Bamfcast. I want to hear from you. I do too, and so I can be proven wrong, but I will not be proven wrong. Or if your name is Rosanna, Rosanna, Rosanna Dad. <laughs> <laughs> or if you've got a cousin named Gilda, I'll take that. Yeah, just have proof. Yeah, we expect you to send a copy of your ID, right? Photographic ID and a link to their Facebook account. Yeah, so the movie's so yeah, over. Stargrove. Stargrove, worst title card, by the way, of any Sedaris movie. It's bad. It's awful, and we get to see it at the end as well. How far we've fallen from everything being written on the cargo boxes in Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. God. Goddamn shame. But anyway, it's rating time. Yeah, please go. Everybody Sorry. should do diegetic titles. I don't know if that's the right yeah. word, but whatever yes. it is. I know what you mean, but I can go. Okay. Four jocks. This is really stupid, and I fucking loved it. Even the guy just going on and on and on and on at the end. There's something just it, like this is I actually texted Chuck midway through this and I was like, why aren't you here? This God. is this is probably the best one we've seen in a very long time. And I don't quite understand why, because like so much of it's terrible. And it's like the nudity doesn't understand how to use nudity in a movie, despite this being like the eighth one he's made. It doesn't make any sense. But how many dudes get blown up? Two guys get blown up by radio control vehicles. Three guys get blown up by exploding harpoon, harpoon crossbow projectiles, things. right? It's so dumb and it's so fun. And just so many little things like the nagging uh, bomb counter, yeah. like just all of it is the best one we've watched in a very, very long time. It's four jocks. It both leans into, like it knows what it is. It leans into it. And it's also honest in some ways. It's honest in its ineptitude right yeah and we Ernest fucking... goes to ineptitude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ernest goes to Molokai uh I would fucking watch Ernest goes to Molokai I swear to god uh I would finance Ernest goes to Molokai uh R.I.P. Jim Barney but hey Vern you seen these titties <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nailed it um it's yeah it's Ernest in its ineptitude we love that it's also everything about Sedaris that we that we like. I'm going to give it five jocks. Oh, I'm shit. going to bestow upon it wow. a great place of honor. Wow. Some of that is because it's our final Sedaris movie. I'm not going to lie. Like half yeah. of jocks. Yeah. Right? But also some of that is because 
I don't think this deserves to be a unanimous five jocks, so I had to wait <laughs> until you <laughs> until you gave yours. So you would have dropped it to four if I had gone five. Correct. It okay. deserves at least one five, mm-hmm. but it does not deserve all three. So well, don't I, worry, old sourpuss is here. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <up>. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like I. I mean, I can tell how much you didn't like this by the fact that you didn't have the plot on lock you were not paying enough attention well I, I because can, this movie didn't hold your attention that's well, not i confuse i mean I, I will definitely admit to confusing that there were two attacks by different by the both the kabuki ninjas and the multicolored belt ninjas yes. and they were two different attacks and one of them was completely pointless yeah and now i'm realizing that i think the kabuki one was completely pointless that's yeah that's, it was, that's the one that yeah. was completely pointless but yeah. yes that was to show off buff bagwell his mm-hmm. fighting prowess and get julie strain a fight scene okay yeah, that's and right. She did, get, kick, she did kick a guy in the ground a lot. Yeah, and get uh, Fu a fight scene. I'm only going to give it three. I'm sorry, but uh, like it's, I, I, I got I got serious boob blindness in this. And as I've said, I mean, you know, if you want to touch up your factory parts, that's fine. But like, <laughs> I mean, putting a V12 in a Honda Accord just doesn't work. I'm sorry. It just it it's silly. And it's them wheels too big dot com. I mean, you have just you've done something just so horrific to yourself that it's just like that is not. I mean, how is that entertaining for anybody? I don't know. It's just it's too much. Like it's like it's land of excess. Like, come on. Maybe she likes him, but I, I feel it's unfair to compare yeah, Shay to a Honda Accord. She's a much nicer car that okay, is still uh, how also about very. A, how small. about an MG or a Porsche nine eleven? Like you wouldn't put a V twelve in a Porsche nine eleven. Well, I mean, it would be. I would very bad but I, heavy, uh, but I <laughs> I, right. I get where you're going with the yeah. analogy. I understand the sentiment. Yeah, um, but yeah. I just, I mean, it made me kind of like long for like the slightly less enhanced days. You know, like I mean, I mean, just look, look we're, at like I mean, we're back in those days. Like, yeah. I mean, know. look at look at Donna to like the people now. I mean, Donna was Donna as a was a model that had been around and like you know had done her thing and was like into the realm of Sedaris now and. And it's like all these people are like, no matter how old they are, you can barely tell. Like the Ava lady, I, I almost thought that was Cassandra Peterson for a second because I mean she kind of looks like her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was like, why wasn't her name in the credits? But it's not. Um, but yeah, it was like even people that are like you know a little bit older, just like they're so stretched. They're like you know they're very. Uh, what's your face in Brazil? Uh, Mona from Who's the Boss? I can't remember mm. her real name, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Catherine something Hellman. Hellman. Sure. Like, I'll get there eventually. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it, it is still fun. Like I'm, I'm glad compared to especially like the, the running around Shreveport on horseback bullshit one and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, there was a, there was a, so much more fun. I, I wish they'd had a little bit more point to some of the vehicles. Like I mean, the hovercraft or the hovercraft, the submarine was really kind of pointless. <laughs> I mean, it was like it's cool that you got one, but like yeah, it just sort of arrives and it's like there's nothing like dramatic about it other than that is how they got from the island it's just we had a submarine we should probably put our bad guys in that because that's cool right and nobody does any particularly cool things on the sea dews or anything you know like it's Mm -hmm. just like yeah they're just they're just functional mostly which is probably byproduct of it being a low budget movie and these things all being borrowed or (laughs) whatever so you can't really wreck them anyway but yeah it's still fun it's a lot more fun than some of the last ones have been and I think the secret is it has less Julie Strain than those did. I, I should it should be pointed Possibly, out her yeah. her one line where she she gives the biggest like fart face finale to a to oh, a joke yeah. where 
Um, oh, she, when they're dry, they get to the island and uh, they're still wearing their catamaran bikinis and and uh, banana hammocks and stuff, and so like <laughs> they just come out with a um, a bag and start getting geared up, and she dons some kind of crazy all leather outfit, and the uh, John Cena Jr. basically is like, "Man, you smell like a new car or something yeah. like that." And she's like, "Too bad you'll never get a ride," and then just gives this like <laughs> face. It's just like, "Oh my god, lady, like sell it harder." <laughs> That's all yes. Julie Strain knows I how to know, do. I know. It's just, she should a, be called Julie No Restraint. <laughs> it's just, that was a particularly like good one, though. Just like, wow. Like, don't call me babe. Kind of delivery, you know, like. Yeah. Unhinged. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like Julie Strain. But yes, th- this is one of the fun ones. Absolutely. Heavy recommend. It's been a long journey, fellas. Yeah. It's a good way to go out on these, though. Yeah. Happy to go out on something that's like, that doesn't stink. Yes. I don't have a good segue. So, if people want to tell us their favorite Sedaris movie that's not hard ticket to Hawaii, how would they do that, BJ? Well, they could email us at bmf at bmfcast.com. That's one way. They would you do that. Would you like another? Yes. Okay. I would like to know more. Okay. Well, there is yet another way you can contact the BMF cast. They can attach it to an explosive crossbow bolt and shoot it at the door? Yes. No. But then not explode the crossbow <laughs> bolt? Well, that's... That's between them and Harlow. Okay. You're going to have to get a P.O. box. But (laughs) there is another way. Oh. Would you like to know it? I would like to know more. Okay. They can call us and leave a voicemail on the BAMFCAST hotline. There's a telephone number attached to that. Oh, I was going to ask, how how would one do this? With the telephone. Oh. You can dial 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Two options for dialing. I mean, I they're the it. same. It's just, it's alphanumeric sure. keypad thing. Well, you had to ruin it. Oh. I mean, yes, we have two numbers. We're, we're, right. We're we, so just save rich. it in your phone. We're fucking fancy. Just save it in your phone when you're drunk or when you've eaten too many Fiber One bars and mm-hmm. you're just yeah. hitting the trains and derailing them from the, how much shit you just had to drop. Right. Uh, or if you, you... can call us. Right. Or if you have an anecdote about some Hollywood person. Oh yeah, those are good. Yeah. I always enjoy those. Yeah, try anyway. to try it on the positive side. We don't. We don't. We're not here yeah. to like, trash people. Like right, shit on the rails. Especially don't if we can't back people. up the story. We, you know, we're not going to help libel people. Right. Yeah, they say two sources, but slander. I don't all know. we need is you. We didn't write it down. Anyway, the other thing you can do if you just want to like hang out with us, you can uh, go to the website and find our Discord link, or you can go check on Twitter. Just like do at BMFCast. Search for at mm-hmm. BMFCast Discord. Mm-hmm. And uh, hang out with us like we talk to you. Harlow doesn't. He's he's busy. Uh, Chuck is in there all the time. Mackie's yeah. in there all the time. Yeah, I am in there. You need your Chuck fix because you're not getting it here anymore. Right. I'm in there sometimes. Yeah. I'm busy right now with new job and stuff. But yeah. And ch- hey, check out Chuck's series. He's uh, going around Florida checking out pinball machines. Yes. His uh, uh, new YouTube channel, The Oldest Gamer. It's pretty good. It's it's actually you'll see his smiling face. I don't in think the, he's smiling in the thumbnails. Yet. In the thumbnails. Yeah. yeah. It's a good series. Yep. It's a good series so far. I'm really enjoying it. And lastly, uh-huh. if they want to support us monetarily. Oh, that's they're a like, good They're one. like, hey, I like what these guys do. Here's a few bucks. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, drop us a little a little dinero, and uh, we'll be able to keep the lights on and keep the servers up and yeah. keep replacing these shitty Chromebooks. That Pay we... those hosting fees. Anyway, let's get out of your show, shall we? Okay. Let's... I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is BMFcast Out. R.I.P. Andy Sedaris and Julie Strain and...